Hello, everyone, and welcome back to In This Day and Page, a West Des Moines Public Library podcast. I'm your host, Maggie Martin. In today's episode, I spoke with author Jay Kasperbauer, who recently shared his story during a Friends Foundation event. His debut novel, Pearly, follows Pearly, a scrutinized convict struggling with identity and reestablishment after a brief prison sentence. So, without further ado, let's welcome Jay Kasperbauer. I'm going to start with the rapid fire intro questions. Yes, let's do it. All right. So starting us off, what is your name and what are your pronouns? My name is Jay Kasperbauer and my pronouns are he, him. All right. And what is the last book you read or what are you currently reading? So currently, aside from all the school, (laughs) not for fun books that I'm reading, my for fun book is Just Above My Head by uh, James Baldwin and it's taking me forever to get through it because I'm like I get pulled in so many directions reading which I'm not used to it's throwing me off um what is your favorite book format are you a physical book lover an ebook lover I'm a physical book lover and I I don't want to I hope I don't offend you because I live (laughs) for the library but recently I am into um used paper books or paperbacks that's been my that's been my mode of, of choice for reading fantastic we do not judge where you get your books from. We just love that everyone's reading. Thank you. <laughs> um, so fitting then for my next question, um, have libraries had an impact on your life and how so? Absolutely. So uh, especially growing up, I spent a ton of time, especially in the summer uh, in Carroll. I'm from Carroll, Iowa, Western Iowa. And um, in the summer, it was like I lived at, at the swimming pool uh, in the morning and then in the afternoon was at the library and so I can remember like spending a ton of time at the library and what was nice is that um, when it came to books renting books or buying books in my family my mom was always like that was one area where she would never say no I'm like can I get can I get this book can I rent all these books she's like yes 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 so I spent a lot of time in the library and Carol and have a lot of really good memories of of the library there Fantastic. That, that is great to hear. I have very similar memories. Actually, the West Des Moines Public Library was my uh, childhood library. So it's kind of fun to work here now. Uh, Full circle. Cause, nice. Yeah. Cause I have those same fun memories. So yeah. I was just back in Carol and I saw that they like totally, I need to go check it out and actually go in, but they did a huge addition and oh, I'm cool. glad to see that their, their library looks like it's thriving in Carol, which oh, makes me happy. So love that. Yes. Well, we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about, you know, the big event that you're going to have here and your latest book. So can you tell us a little bit about the premise of your latest book, Pearly? Yes. So um, really, it's focused around uh, Pearly. You know, he's the main character. um, And it's really just this very pivotal moment in his life where he's just getting out of uh, from being incarcerated for a fairly short amount of time and kind of has this decision. He's sort of forced with this decision, like um, <laughs> this is kind of my wake up call. Like, is this a path that I'm going down now? Will I return here? It seems like it's very likely from what people are telling me that I'll return here. Um, or is this my chance to make sure that I don't ever return and do whatever it takes to stay uh, out behind from behind bars, which I feel like is probably a pretty common predicament that former incarcerated people are faced with. So that was, that was the inspiration behind it. And that's really what, you know, the the book is about. 
And I guess this kind of goes into my next question. What inspired you to write it in the first place? Yeah. So that, yeah, largely that, like knowing that story, um, you know, that's something I've had a lot of interest in, like uh, the Marshall Project. There are different um, news, not news outlets, but different uh, advocacy groups that put out publications um, that I had been reading, learning about, not even necessarily, um, you know, uh, false charges or, or people wrongly put behind red bars, but also people who were maybe at a young age and then, you know, having to decide, okay, is this going to dictate the rest of my life or not? So that was the inspiration partly, but then what's really strange about actually the story was that um, I had been writing short stories um, digitally or just by hand for a while and then had some interest in trying my hand at a uh, typewriter. Oh, cool. And so I bought a typewriter on Craigslist and started just spitting out some short ideas for, for short stories. And uh, one of the first things that I wrote was that was a piece of the, what came about to be the book. Cool. Um, and when I wrote that, it really, it felt really good. And I, I read it and I thought, man, this could be uh, a whole story that I could elaborate on just this one little short story. So that was what brought up that particular story. But yeah, I was inspired by real, um, real things that I'd read for sure. Cool. And do you typically write short stories? Was this your first novel that you'd written or? I have, I had written um, quite a few short stories, a, t- a whole ton that never saw the light of day. <laughs> um, and then a whole, a whole nother ton that I submitted to be published all over. And then, you know, like 99.9% of them, which were rejected or never had any, re- any response. And then a few that were published, but yeah, this was my first full length um, attempt add anything and I, I yeah it was exciting to do it cool. seems like like 10 years ago when I wrote it, but it was <laughs> a couple years ago which is crazy yeah no that's fantastic so cool um and then I had read on your website that a portion of each sale of Pearly goes to the NAACP legal fund legal yeah. defense defense and educational fund um so can you tell us a little bit about why you decided to have that that uh, laid out that way for sure so a large um, part of that story is, you know, it's fiction, obviously, but a large part of it's based on the true reality of injustice. And so when trying to think about, to begin with, when I knew that I was going to put the story out, I wanted to do, you know, in some way have it, you know, give back or uh, submit a, a, a portion to some organization or entity that I felt strongly about. And yeah, that was really a challenge trying to come up with what I thought was going to be a good you know, good source for, for funding or for donating to. And I feel like, you know, I had known a little bit about LDF and the, the draw for me was that um, a couple of different things, they've been around forever. So I guess there's maybe an argument to be made that like, they don't need, you know, like piddly book, uh, yeah, donations. But at the same time, I thought this is an organization that's been around forever. That's not going anywhere that I know right. that their funds are being put to good use. Mm-hmm. So I thought even if it's just, um, very minor additions to their funds. It's, it still makes me happy because I feel like they're a good cause. And then also with them, uh, aside from going back forever, there's some tie-in there as an advocacy group, they are mostly centered around, you know, litigation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a, essentially a group of lawyers that are offering counsel or actually litigating some of these important issues. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as it turned out, that is a huge interest for me and, and really is kind of tied to this story as well. So and you're in law school currently. Can yeah, you? Yeah, just started in yeah. August, so I'm like just rolling. 
Right. Was it some of the research that you did for this book kind of inspired you to go to law school or was this something you always knew that you wanted to do? No, definitely the, the, these two, you know, kind of pivotal moments or actions in my life. Yeah. Kind of just came in tandem. Like there was no, this was never like a plan, a plan or like some strategy to like write a book and go to school. It was kind of like I had started writing and then all of a sudden I was writing this book and then all of a sudden I was writing um, things that I thought about things that mattered to me. And then it was like, okay, if, if I'm going to write about things that matter to me, a good career move might be law. There's a lot of tie in there. So they kind of all awesome. just pearly kind of put me here, you know? <laughs> Love that. That's awesome. And then um, can you tell us kind of what your writing process was like, if this was your first, you know, full length fiction story versus the short stories you'd written, how, how was that writing process different so than before? Luckily, uh, because of, I had, you know, most of this story kind of written when um, COVID happened, or, you know, when we really wanted to lock down in March, I had, you know, the majority of the story and, and, you know, the major points plotted out and a lot of the different parts written, but then it was a nice opportunity for me to, I don't know that, that I would have finished as soon or had it put out so soon had COVID not occurred when it did that summer. Prior to that, I don't have a lot to like base it or to compare it to, because before that, you know, it would have been entirely different. Like, you know, even at work, I was only working, you know, like just barely 40 hours a week because of mm -hmm. COVID. It was just things had slowed down. I had right. suddenly had a lot more free time. And so that it differed in that way. Also, since then, uh, this past summer, I wrote another story, that one just on my computer, which is an entirely different experience. Um, same thing, still being in lockdown with COVID, it was easy to focus a lot of attention on that. And so that, yeah, I think the timing of just of the pandemic has really helped me focus yeah. my efforts on that. Oh, absolutely. And then, so Pearly was completely written on typewriter then? The whole thing. Yeah. Wow. That know, is I, very cool. <laughs> what's crazy too, is that I haven't, I have, obviously I still have the typewriter. I bought it on Craigslist for $40. It's a really cool looking, very beautiful piece of machinery and it works really well. But since I've written that, I haven't, I haven't even touched it. It's like right. I did it. And then I, now it just sits, which is fine. They'll forever be like the pearly typewriter, but yeah, the new, yeah. anything I've written since then has just been either by hand or on the computer. So cool. What was the process of transcribing it into like a word document? Oh my gosh. That was <laughs> such a nightmare. So I have, I still have the original. So the other thing, yeah, I was running out of sheets of paper because at the moment I didn't have so I had like some old insurance policy or something. I don't know that I found and all the backs of all the sheets of paper were blank. So I was just using those for a large, mm. a large part of the first um, draft. But anyway, when I was kind of to a good point where I felt like I had most of the story written, you know, like, I, and I started to kind of panic. I'm like, if I lost this, like this would be right. So I, yeah, literally I sat in bed one day, like all afternoon and I was taking pictures of each page and then uploading them on Google Drive, which if you've ever done that, it like, you know, it, it digitizes it, but then it also messes up a ton of yep. forget spaces and like misreads words. So then I went back and, you know, like had to make all these minor. So it was probably like the least efficient way <laughs> to write a story, but I don't know. It's it was a good a, it story. Was my first one. I didn't know what else to do. You know, <laughs> there's no. I don't feel like there's no book on like how to write a book, or maybe there is, but it's not worth reading. What was your research process like? I, I mean, I know it probably led to you wanting to become a lawyer. So, what right. kind of research were you doing uh, to write this book? You know what? Um, mostly just like you know, like smaller incidental 
type of uh, like news stories was my inspiration. There really wasn't any like large story that I was like, wow, this is this is really inspiring more than anything, mm -hmm. um, with the exception of one true story that I got really, um, really into reading. And that is a book by Albert Woodfox is his name. It's called Solid Solitaire or Solitary. I can't remember, but he was, uh, this is an individual who was incarcerated um, at a very young age in Louisiana. Um, essentially, you know, it was in the 60s when he was there and some really terrible things were happening. He was wrong, wrongfully convicted of murder while already in prison, ended up spending the longest amount of time in solitary confinement of any inmate. And so it wasn't really, you know, super related to my story, obviously, in my story, Pearlie only does like, you know, a year or two. And this guy did like, you know, 45 years in real life. He's out now and then wrote this book. But that's where a lot of the, you know, I think what a lot of people don't think about is under any mental duress, how would anyone do? But now, you know, think of yourself right. in prison and whether you're in sol solitary confinement or whether you're just in another cell with a person or two, like the toll that that would take on your mind, Absolutely. anyone's mind. Um, so that was a huge inspiration for me in that regard, not necessarily the crimes or the amount of time in prison, but the internal, you know, kind right. of dialogue. Yeah. Wow. I will have to pick that book up too. Wow. It's, that's, that sounds it's really good. It's like, interesting. It, it's an, it's one of those books that's really intimidating because it's like, it's really thick. It's like 500 mm. pages, but it reads, it reads so fast. And it's one of those that when I picked it up, I just couldn't put it down. It's like, it just really, really quickly shows how fast things escalated in his life that ended up where he was and then he did a lot of also very inspiring book because this is a, a guy who had done a ton of activism mm. uh, and collective action while behind bars oh cool you know had 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 um, been the head of some lawsuits behind bars you know about different things like you know uh, prison rights which which is also kind of tied into now you see you know with prisoners um during COVID, you know, mm -hmm. not necessarily getting spaced out like they should. So right. there's something to be said about that too. Cause it's like, here, here you've got a guy who's behind bars, who's fighting and advocating. And you've got so many people that aren't behind bars that, you know, are acting like it's the hardest thing to do. So it's a very inspiring book. What do you hope that readers that read Pearly take away from the story? So for me, the, you know, just like any, any book, the, the draw, when you really get into a book and what's always really exciting is when you can, um, empathize with the character even if like you're like I don't even know why you know this person this character has really nothing to do with me like I don't even it's not even that I necessarily relate to a lot of them the things that they're thinking or doing or whatever it might be a totally different story but if you can empathize to some degree you get really into the story and you're like wow you know I can I guess I can see that to some extent even though this person has an entirely different um, situation or upbringing than I do but um, so for me, that's my that's my whole goal is I want, you know, people that can can read it to empathize with one of the characters, even if it's not Pearly, there are others, you know, who have, are dealing with their own things in life, even even, you know, the police officers that are in the story. I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot to relate to and a lot of different characters to relate to. So if, if people can relate to it and kind of see a different perspective, mm -hmm. as with any book, you can see a perspective that might be different than the one you had. That's always and, and simultaneously be uh, entertained while you're reading it. And then you kind of, you mentioned that you are working on other projects on a, on a computer now. Yes. <laughs> Can you tell us anything about those projects? Yeah. So I don't know what I was like really pushing so hard to, and I finished, you know, my first draft um, that no one has seen, no publishers have seen, but um, I was pushing so hard to get this where I could query this uh, oh, sure. manuscript before 
uh, law school and it just was like simultaneous and I had just moved from Iowa. So it was all like within a matter of weeks or so. So I have it very, what I feel is very polished and ready to go. And it's a full, it's a lot longer than Pearly. It's a full, uh, much more complex and, and longer story. Um, so now it's just a matter of finding time, which might be this winter after the first yep. semester or maybe next summer after the first year uh, yeah. to really go out and, and seek publishers. Yeah, well, that query process is uh, yeah. it's tough. I know. And that was, you know, when I was this spring was applying for schools and stuff. So that was hard to try to do them both at the same time. So that it's just taking kind of a backseat. But I feel like uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, I have the hard part or maybe not necessarily, but I at least have one of the harder parts done. You know, yeah. The story's there. The story's written. Totally. Backed up on a hard drive somewhere, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> yes. I guess where where can our readers find you online? How how can we, we connect with you? Um, so I do have my site, uh, jcasperbauer.com. And then um, I'm on Twitter, giving hot takes on Twitter. These <laughs> days, it's like a little bit less, far and few um, in between because of school, which is unfortunate. But um, I'm on Twitter and I'm also on Instagram. I do... Uh, for most of my life, as long as I've been writing, actually probably longer than I've been writing, I've been you know taking pictures on phones and cameras and film cameras. So cool. if you like pictures, I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook, sadly. I haven't been for a while and I just have been okay with that decision. So I'm yeah. not on. I feel like uh, that's yeah. an okay decision to yeah. make at this point. I think yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not, you don't, you know, it's hard to be social, but not like sufficiently where I feel sufficiently social and I don't need to be anymore. So yes, absolutely. And then did you have anything else that you wanted to add either about you, the book? I don't, I really don't think so. No. Um, uh, one thing I might, I'll throw out there if anyone is looking it up or anything, and I see that there are two different covers that might be confusing. Um, okay. I work with two different artists. Um, one originally who did a really neat woodcut design for me. And then there were some, I think there were some concerns that it would look like a story about uh, cars versus uh, you know justice or injustice. So then I, I did a different cover. So if you're looking, they're the same cover. If you see one with the car and you see one with the hand, they're the same. It's gotcha. the same story. So good to know. I think the copies we have here at the library have the car on them. So okay. if, if anyone's checking them out here at the library, but that's the one to look nice. for. <laughs> they're both great covers. I love them both. Well, that, those are all the questions that I had. So um, awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much. I appreciate Absolutely. it. All right, let's go ahead and get into our reading wrap up for this podcast. We, of course, spoke about Pearly by J. Casper Bauer, Just Above My Head by James Baldwin, and Solitary by Albert Woodfox. There are a few items on the calendar for the next two weeks that I did want to highlight. Uh, as a reminder, we have these weekly recurring story times. We have lapsit story times on Mondays, toddler story times on Tuesdays, baby doll story time on Wednesdays, and family story times on Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays. We also have quite a few other fun events coming up, including this evening, October 4th, we have a fire safety and fire extinguisher training with the City of West Des Moines Fire Department. On October 5th, we have Dungeons and Dragons for adults from 6 to 8.30, but uh, please make sure you register for this one because our seats are filling up fast. On Wednesday, October 6th, we have an informational session on volunteering with the United 55 Plus program from 10 to 11 a.m. 
On Monday, October 11th, we have Club Read Hybrid Edition from 7 to 9 p.m., where we'll be discussing Of Woman and Salt by Gabriela Garcia. Uh, for this one, you can choose to attend in person or via Zoom. On Tuesday, October 12th, we have Kids Club Read from 4.15 to 5 o'clock p.m., where we'll be discussing Ugly Cat and Pablo by Isabel Quintero. On Wednesday, October 3rd, we are starting up our teen advisory board meetings again. Uh, all interested teens can join us from 3 to 4 p.m. Also on the 13th, we have an after-school adventure from 3.45 to 4.30 p.m. where we'll be making Halloween lanterns. On Thursday, October 14th, we have YA Not Club Read, where we'll be discussing my book. So we'll be discussing To Be Honest by Maggie Ann Martin. And you can join us from 6.30 to 8 p.m. And I will be there as well, answering questions and kind of guiding a discussion, which will be fun. On Saturday, October 16th, we have a family-friendly creative space open from 10 to 11.30 a.m. And an adult-only creative space open from 1 to 3 p.m. And finally, on Sunday, October 17th, we have our next Iowa file session with the West Des Moines Historical Society, and that is from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. This one is titled Vanished Villages, Iowa Ghost Towns. So thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of In This Day and Page, and I'll see you for our next one on October 18th. Have a great day.